You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, week two of the preseason is here. Uh, are you ready to to watch this Cowboys game in Honolulu? Are you excited about <laughs> I that? I wish I was in Honolulu watching this Cowboys game. I, mean, I, oh, I don't know so how nice. exciting it's going to be, but but I know that being in Honolulu would definitely you know kick up the uh, the spice of it a little bit uh, at least. The, the only bad thing about having a game in Honolulu is it's ten o'clock Eastern time. So this oh. is the the East Coast of the oh, coming out. See, yeah, I'm I'm totally I'm this totally on board bad. with you guys living with my reality. I'm I'm totally on board. And the other thing too is I will say this. That uh, yeah. First of all, morning football games are fantastic. They really are. Like if you haven't experienced one, <laughs> I, I I felt the same way that you did. You know that that poo pooed the whole thing. But if you can like have coffee while watching football, that's real. No, no. This is that. This is at ten o'clock at night. Ten o'clock at night for us. Oh well, then yeah. I mean, I got nothing for you. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. West Coast. The West Coast experience definitely involves. Football in the morning. Like you're saying like on a typical yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it's, it's something worth start. like it's something worth experiencing because I very much poo pooed it as a Central Time Zone person, and then I lived on the East Coast for a little while. I very much poo pooed it when I first was moving out here, but it's it, it's not it's not only not bad. It's 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 almost preferable in certain points. Yeah, so that only means we're going to be up till like what one one thirty here on the East Coast watching preseason football. Fantastic! All right, enough <laughs> about me complaining about my work schedule. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the game, and let's pick a couple guys that we are excited to, to watch. Obviously, a lot of the big names aren't going to yeah. be playing. No Tyron Smith, no Zach Martin. Obviously, no Demarcus Lawrence, Tyron Crawford, Byron Jones, etc. I don't think Zeke's going to make it. Either. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably not that far, that far of a flight. But anyways, uh, let's talk about some guys that we are interested to see. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start, actually, the guy that I picked last week, John Vea Johnson. Uh, I know he's not yeah. going to start. Uh, you probably will see him a lot in the second half. But what I want to see from John Vea is, does he improve from last week? Obviously, there was some rough spots last week with two drops. But this is what the preseason is for. Can you improve from week to week? And this is what the Cowboys want to see. Uh, second time being in live action, it's going to be a nationally televised game. Can John Vea Johnson make some plays? I, I I feel confident that he's going to have some opportunities. Uh, one of the best athletes on the entire team. Uh, I'm just curious to see how he performs. So, uh, any thoughts on John Vea Johnson? You know, I, I I didn't ever run track in high school. I mean, I ran tra- like a little bit of track in middle school and stuff. And I, and I've never really was big into watching track and field necessarily. But every once in a while. You'll like whether it's the Olympics or or someone will post a clip. They'll show you'll see a, a clip of someone running a, a 400 meter dash, right? And I always think the mm-hmm. 400 meter dash is so interesting because it's it's not quite long distance, it's not quite a sprint, it's it's it, it requires a lot of power and speed, you know, to kind of maintain that. I, I think a 400 400 yards uh, 400 meter dash is is 
very similar to what's happening with the wide receiver race right now. You know, it's I think early on, John Vea Johnson for the first hundred meters sprinted out to the front of the pack and and kind of maintained a lead over everyone. And I think now they're coming around the turn, and it's this it's these last this game, this next week week of practice in in Dallas, and then the the third preseason game. I think uh, are the is the straightaway, and and I think now as they've gotten to the final turn they're all you know John Vea Johnson's lead has been eaten into and I think now he's looking to either side of him and he's seeing Cedric Wilson he's seeing uh, uh, Devin Smith out of nowhere um, he's yeah. seeing uh, Jalen Guyton uh, and I think what he's also see, probably seeing is Noah Brown who is warming up and <laughs> and, and you know about to enter the, just this last 100 meters of the race and not having to do the first 300 meters so uh, I, I, I think point, yeah. I think he's the pressure is on all these guys right now because no one has got has created enough of a cushion for those last let's say three spots. I mean, I think no, I, I threw Noah Brown in there even though Noah Brown probably has a, t- a spot on this team no matter what, right? Yeah, because he's probably the probably best blocker. So. You know, but I, the point yeah. still being. John Vea Johnson had a lead for 300 meters, and now he's made it around to the straightaway, and he's neck and neck with everybody. So he, he's yeah. got to find a way to finish strong, uh, you know, and kind of get back to where he was uh, earlier in the race, and kind of get, you know, get get that lead back. Because I think he has, when you look at the body of work overall, I think he has the 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 kind of. Um, you know the blend of having good practices and inconsistently, but the, but the problem has been, like we've mentioned, his ability to finish uh, in the in these big games and his you know the blue white scrimmage and then this this last game have been were kind of disasters for him in, in terms of training camp. So he really needs to kind of get back to making plays and, and separating himself from the rest of these guys. Absolutely, and I, I'm really excited to see not only John Vea Johnson, but that entire yeah. receiving core, all the guys that you mentioned. They're right all. There. So, I mean, it's, it's it's a race for all of them. So the, they, that's why I ab- think it's going to be interesting, is because it's not just John Vea Johnson. It's, let's see what Cedric Wilson's going to do. Let's see what uh, Devin Smith's going to do. Let's see what Guyton's going to do. So all sure. the, any one of these guys can make a play at this point. Uh, normally in this podcast, we like to go from like offense, defense to special teams, kind of in that order of talking about players. But I'm going to skip around a little bit, Landon. Uh, maybe the guy I'm the not even I wouldn't say excited, but maybe the most anxious to see is Brett Maher because last week his performance was pretty shaky. Even some of the kicks he made, he kind of barely snuck him in there. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how you know how Brett Maher performs this week. Apparently, he had a great week of practice. I think he had back-to-back days where he made all six of his field goals. Um, what are you expecting to see from Mar this week? Um, you know, I mean, I think the last two practices he's been perfect. He's been six of six, so it's kind of tough to know at this point. I, I mean, again, I think I, I'd like to see a, 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 this streak. I guess this recent streak of consistency uh, uh, to continue. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't know what we're going. The, the problem is with John Vea Johnson. It's, it's just like with John Vea Johnson, where. I feel like he's been okay. He's been doing what he's supposed to be doing um, for uh, you know for for most of the time, and and then when he gets to the points where he needs to perform the pressure situations, that's when he's faltering. So that's got to stop. Like he's, I mean, he needs to go in there and kick well in the game, and and you know kick make the kicks that he's supposed to make. That's 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 really the problem with him is that. 
he's, he does a good job of making these long-distance kicks. He's got really good accuracy, and that's great. The problem, the, the reason he isn't a, a well-regarded kicker is that he occasionally misses the easy ones. So he's got to find uh, some more consistency there, uh, enough just for the Cowboys to feel, you know, more secure about what they've got at the kicker situation. I think that there's likely to be some guys be brought in before, you know, that week before the game, or I'm sure they'll look at other kickers as we go. Uh, but I think that there's still a chance for Brett Maher if he just kind of stables out. And, and, can, and like I said, if, if he if it's true that he's made all his kicks these last two days, let's see him carry that to the game. And uh, and if he does that, I think a lot of people will feel you know that much better about the kicking situation. Yeah, I'm interested to see like situation stuff, right? So like at the end of the halves. Uh, longer field goals, and actually, maybe not even so much the longer field goals. I, I, I'm interested to see how he handles the 25 to 40 yard kicks because those are the ones that seem to be giving him trouble. Uh, I'm interested to seeing how he handles extra points because we obviously didn't get one of those last week. Uh, it's it's a big audition for Brett Maher. I think you know if he could have one of these games where he goes three for three and makes two extra points, I think that would calm some of the nerves of Cowboys Nation. Uh, for a little bit. Um, let's go back to the offensive side of the ball a little bit. Uh, we're obviously not going to see Zeke. I think Tony Pollard is a guy that a lot of people are going to have their eyes on. Last week, I think he had four total touches. Uh, all four were on the ground. Um, do you expect Pollard to play a lot in this game? Do you think he's going to get a full quarter with the first-team offense? Kind of What are you expecting to see from the Cowboys rookie this week? Yeah, uh, it's interesting because it's kind of an interesting question at this point because now you're you're, you're, you're Wondering, well, do they need to start thinking about saving Pollard at some point? Um, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, because there's a, I mean, we're getting to the point where there's a chance he's their week one starter. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I, I don't, I mean, just to kind of briefly touch on the Zeke thing again, I, I just, I don't know that the odds are changing just because time is going on. It's kind of just like the whole thing with like leverage, like the people don't seem to understand that. Neither side has any leverage right now because no one can, you know, there's nothing actionable. Both sides get leverage as we get closer and closer to the the thing. I I don't know that that increases or decreases the chances uh, that a deal will get done in time. I just know that it increases the chances that there's action on the deal, like people talking, you know, because it's, as they say, nut-cutting time. But to answer the question, Tony Pollard, yeah, I mean, if the idea is that they get closer and closer, they – what would be disastrous if is if he went out there and got hurt, you know? So they need to protect him on some level. So the, the kind of in, you know, they need him even if Zeke gets healthy, but they they will definitely, especially need him. Uh, not healthy, but in in camp, I meant uh, they'll definitely, especially need him if if Zeke doesn't show up, and and you know we have to go a, a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks without him. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be the guy taking the the bulk of the load, but he will be sharing it with Alfred Morris. I would say at the very Absolutely. least. So yeah, yeah it, it's it's kind of a delicate balance now. How much do you want to see him versus how much do you need to make sure that he's protected? I agree. I think I'm, I'm, I want to see how they use him in the passing game because we didn't get to see it that last week. I, I'm interested to see. I, I'm sure Kellen Moore is not going to you know, unveil everything for us in a week two preseason game against a team that they may be competing against later on yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. But I, I'm just curious to see, do they split him out wide? Do they put him in the slot? Do they try to get him some screens and get him in space? Just something I'm going to be kind of keeping an eye on. Um, I want to go to the defensive side of the ball a little bit. I want to talk about a starter. Uh, you tell me if I'm way off here. 
because I, obviously I haven't been to camp, so you have had a better look. Um, I'm wanting to see Leighton Van Der Esch play a little bit because last week in the preseason, I think he played nine snaps. He missed a couple tackles. No big deal. Um, but I'm just a little worried about his hip injury that he had that missed all of the offseason. I, I don't think it's something that's going to hold him back this season, but is it fair to say he's not quite 100% back to where he was last year? Oh, I, I disagree. He, he, okay, he's good. been See, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's it, it hasn't been reported enough because it's very routine, and I also think that linebackers in general, it's just it's just difficult. You know, it's, See the the Pollard the Pollard video spooked me. Yeah, a but Pollard's killing everybody. Paul, I mean, he's just I know, like but, that's just special. I mean, he's look. I mean, Leighton is blanketed everybody else, and 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 and. Pollard's not killing him on every play. Leighton's still, you know, Leighton's still winning one-on-ones. And, again, that's also kind of disadvantageous for a linebacker. I mean, that's not – that's Right, because he's trying to probably force him back yeah. to the middle of the field yeah. where there's more people. Right, yeah. I get that. Uh, and uh, I just always get a little bit nervous with those hip Yeah, no, totally. I, I would – but I guess – but let me – that never crossed my mind at any point when I'm watching him. Like I, I'm not, I'm not watching okay. him and saying, "Okay," because he's, dude, he's flying all over the field. A team, he's just like he's blowing stuff up. He's, I, I don't see anything. I'll, I'll put it this way: I don't see anything physically wrong with him. Like, okay. I, but I mean, maybe you're, maybe I'm wrong, but I, 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 he seems like he's in great shape. He's and this is why I want to see. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, again, like again, like I I said, I I always try to think about it from the perspective of people that are like not there because I remember not going to camp and wanting and trying to get the information that I wanted from people that were there, you know. And so, I I know like with linebackers, especially, it's it's just there's not a lot to talk about for the linebackers in training camp because you're not allowed to hit. You know, you're not allowed. Right. You're not allowed to take people to the ground. So, you know, a lot of these plays that we think are that that people are posting on videos that are like, oh my god, look at this great play down the field, or look at this, da, da, da. like, yeah, but you know, Jalen's already gotten his hands on you, or you know, Vander Ash has already gotten his hands on on the guy. It's like that stuff's kind of these guys aren't able to really show out. And it's just, it's a lot like strong safety. You know, it's, it's just a difficult, sure, it's a, di- it's difficult for those guys to specifically show off their skill set. Speaking of strong yeah. safety, Donovan Wilson might be the number one guy I'm looking forward to see on defense. Uh, last week, obviously had a fantastic game with the interception. Uh, we talked about him earlier on this show or on this podcast this week, talking about how he's one of those guys that he needs the pads to come on to kind of show out. Uh, I'm looking to see what Wilson looks like in his second game. Is he playing down in the box? Are they playing him as a free safety? Uh, what's he doing on special teams? Because that's going to be, kind of be a key to getting him on the field right away. Is you know where is he playing on special teams? How is he doing there? Uh, so what are your thoughts on Donovan Wilson entering his second game uh, of his NFL career? Yeah, I mean I think what you said it's 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 about the. Uh the actual opportunity to uh, showcase your skill set, and I we've talked about it. Like, you know, I think this is this is the the, the mantra that I'm going to be chanting for a long time with this is that it's a, it's about the complete picture. You know, it's about it's about training camp into the preseason games into the end of training camp, and 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 where the players' progression has gone. And I think you know, beyond that too, for some positions. 
it, it like we've the ones we just discussed, and I think running back is another one to a certain degree. Though I think you can tell that a guy like Tony Pollard is incredibly fast and quick. You know, that's easy to see. What's hard to see is how well he breaks tackles. What does he do at contact? And that goes back to the linebacker talk, and, and it transitions again to what we're talking about with strong safety. A guy like uh, Wilson, who is going to be—I mean, I think he's—you know—he's as a safety, he'll play both the box and in the back end. But I think obviously his skill set is better featured to be a more of a box player, and I think that's where he's going to shine. And I think. That is very difficult to show, not in games, because again, not allowed to take down, not allowed to run and pop. You know, I think even when you are popping people in practice, you, you've got to gear down in order to even do that. You're not running through people, so uh, it'll be it'll be good to see uh, this guy kind of unleashed and allowed to run through people, run around full speed, and 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 you know hit some people and do some things. Because I think that's 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 really how these kind of players. You know they play. They they need to be uh, unbridled to a certain degree in order to play to their full speed. Uh, and they play a little bit out of control, which you know is uh, you know is is good and some is bad in a lot of positions. But I think when you talk about box safety and especially against the run, you kind of have to be a little bit of a madman. You got to be able to take on guards right. and tackles. Right. You got to be able to take down running backs on your own. You know you got to be able to take on tight ends in coverage. Absolutely. All right, let's move to the defensive line quickly, Landon. Uh, which defender are you looking most to seeing uh, on their front four? Is it Joe Jackson? Is it Taco Charlton? Is it Tristan Hill? Which guy are you going to be keying on on Saturday night? I think, I, I think for me, I, it's the guys who I think are going to be playing more likely. So it'll be Armstrong, it'll be Tristan Hill, it'll be Taco. I, I mean, the, the guys that are down roster, I will definitely be keeping an eye on just because, I mean, it, we have to see what their likelihood of making the team, what kind of steps they've made. But to me, uh, the most interest is is the guys that are kind of the back end of the of the bench that are going to be actually playing in the game. Those, the Tristan Hills, the Taco Charlton's, the Dorrance Armstrongs. Oops, sorry. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, just the whole unit because we saw last year, or we saw last week, some really good rushes from yeah. Joe Jackson. We saw Taco Charlton draw a holding call, which you know that was that was exciting. Taco's to had see. a couple different good uh, practices in a row. It feels like maybe he's turning a corner. It's too early to say, but I mean he's he's got a trend going, right, which is right. better than what we've seen in the past. Right, and I'm I'm looking forward to even seeing some of those guys down the roster a little bit. A Daniel Wise, a Christian Covington. I mean, just there's a lot of guys even without Demarcus Lawrence and Robert Quinn and Tyrone Crawford that. I uh, have intrigued my interest a little bit. All right, Lena, before we go, any last guys you want to mention, anybody you're kind of monitoring, whether it's a starter, a backup, is it an offensive lineman, just kind of a parting shot before we head out? I mean, I think we didn't get a chance to really get into it too much, but again, I, I, I am interested in seeing how Dak plays because I, I think, for me, I, I was excited. I, I've been excited because I think I've started to notice these changes in his throwing motion and where I've noticed it is there was that one throw where he came off a receiver and then went to Gallup did you see remember that one yeah absolutely yep Uh, it was the first it was was his first first throw throw? yeah yeah I think that to me was I loved I loved that because if you watched it it was him getting to his uh, getting to his progression 
not liking it, resetting his feet quickly in the pocket once he saw that the, the backside receiver was open and then getting the ball off quickly. And I think that that's something that I've seen in practice that I don't know that we've seen a lot of from him before, like at least that efficiently. You know, a beautiful ball, a, a reset, you know, being able to get the ball off quickly uh, in the pocket and, and, you know, good throwing motion. We've, right. we've seen that in practice. He looked confident. That's confident. the other thing. It's yeah, really well, confident. that's the thing. I, I, I've seen that in practice, and that's fine because it's practice. What I need to see it is in the game. He could get really tackled right. in this game. So he and I and I think what we saw that right then. I need to see some more of it. But I was I was intrigued and, and delighted to see that. Hopefully we'll see more of it. That's the kind of thing. It's not so much that I want to see specific numbers from Dak. I want to see him. I want to see the throwing motion some more. I want to see, you know what I'm saying. Right. I want to see how because I like that what I've seen so far. Uh, let's see a little bit more. Yeah, I would love to see the Cowboys open up the game with like four straight passes to Michael Gallup. That that would be so yeah. much fun. Just just feed him and get teams preparing for Michael Gallup early in the season. So that'll open up obviously stuff for Omari Cooper and the tight ends and the backs out of the backfield. Uh, I I would just like to see more of that Michael Gallup Dak Prescott connection. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And, of course, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.